Welcome back to World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. I'm Tom D'Antoni. Today we've got a true Renaissance man with us. I know that term gets thrown around, but in this case it fits well. Composer, multi-instrumentalist David Ornette Cherry comes back to Portland to write, but when he's not here, he's constantly in motion, traveling coast to coast and worldwide, and playing very diverse musics. He is, as you may know, the son of beloved jazz and world music composer, trumpeter Don Cherry, one of the most influential musicians of his era. Don is gone, but the spirit of his music is being advanced by his son. Of course, David has his own voice and is involved in a wide variety of performance, including theater. It's always engaging to talk with him. Meet David Ornette Cherry. You know, um, it's always good to just talk. <laughs> You know. Well, welcome to the cupping room. This Thank is, you. That's where this is. That's what this is. Uh -huh. That's a that's a it's a coffee industry term. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, um, I like it. Yeah. You know, I feel um, like being in France or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, I haven't seen you for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I've been. You are always on the go, aren't you? I I am. I keep running. Yes, I do. Um, yes. I'm always on the go. So do, do, you, do you consider Portland home or what? Mm, no, I'm a world. Um, yeah. I'm part of the world. I, I, I do enjoy coming to Portland and um, creating. It's a peaceful place to compose uh -huh. and, and, and work on my art and then take it out into the world. So uh -huh. I like that uh -huh. feeling of the green, the seizing. Yeah. You know the seasons, yeah. Yeah. excuse me, and um, and the scene. So uh -huh. it's very uh -huh. peaceful. It's yeah. People think about green, being green, uh -huh. uh, environmental, um, great artists here. So it's 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 good for me to come here and yeah. and yeah. just create. Huh. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, you uh, know. So and then I take it on out. Yep, and mm -hmm. do a little gigging when you're here. Um, I haven't gigged here in Not a for long, a while. long time. Long time. Yeah, you used to though. You, you were pretty yeah, active yeah. there for a well, while. I came in with you know with boom, but then I found yeah. out I came, <laughs> came in like, <laughs> but then everybody has their own scene and like <laughs> slow down and like this. I said I can't slow down, so I'm going to go out to the world <laughs> because I can't slow down. But uh, and it's not about um, Portland. It was just about, um, I came in with some, trying to do some things, and I did some things. And did I some met, things. And, and, and in yeah. a matter of a couple of years, because I came here doing theater, but uh, a matter of a couple of years, I had played with all the cats. You did? Yeah, yeah. you know, so, and, but um, I come from, you know, from the school of my dad, Don Cherry, uh -huh. and Arnett Coleman, that the music has to move on. Uh -huh. So I, I didn't want to be stagnant in water. Yeah. And I yeah. felt sometimes, and I'm not talking about Portland, yeah. but sometimes um, we get safe and stagnant. Uh -huh. And I was ready uh -huh. to, let's move this stuff going. I so. remember a really memorable gig I saw when mm -hmm. you, Carlton Jackson was playing drums, I believe. Yes, yes. He's Michael York. Yes. The late Michael York was playing saxophone. Yes. Uh -huh. You were on keys. Mm -hmm. I forget who else was in that band. Well, it could have been um, um, but it was, it was uh, a, Damien. It yeah, could have been Damien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very, or, um, very memorable night. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, those were my cats. I mean, Michael York, uh -huh. I loved him because he used to just come to the gigs. Uh-huh and play yeah and and he and you try to get a conversation with him and you say yeah yeah and he was <laughs> totally into the music yeah and and then he would just split <laughs> you know and it was a sad thing because i had another gig for him and then he said i couldn't do the gig i can't do the gig uh. and then i found out that he was gone oh yeah 
you know, yeah. and so that was sad. But he's, he was one of the saxophone players with him, Ronaldo, those two yeah. was my, my cats yeah. and stuff like that. Um, Do you know that Renato was on the road with Merle Haggard? Yes. Did yes. you hear that? Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, I, I heard that. And, um, but he's on the next gig. He said he can do the gig um, at the yeah. uh, ART, at uh, uh-huh. Artist Repertorial. So yeah. I got a good band there with Thera. Um, memory on trumpet uh-huh. and yeah. Renato on yeah. sax and Carlton Jackson uh-huh. on um, drums and soundscapes. He's going to do some electronics. Yeah. Myself and then Eric Lewis, who's a young bass player, oh, yeah. and Norman yeah. Sylvester. Wow. So that's going to be at wow. Uh, there's June a 10th. there's the wild card. Yes, and it's a uh, <laughs> it's a, a theater piece. Aha. Uh-huh. So can you imagine musicians being in a theater piece, storytelling, and like that? That's so the one that's coming up in May, right? No, in June. Oh, June, June. 10, okay. June 10th, 10th at ART. So I'm excited That's to come back to Portland and to uh-huh. do that. You know. What was the, what's the idea behind Norman, Sylve- Norman Sylvester in this band? Um, well, um, I mean, it's a great idea. You know? Well, I, I've been... Um, since I've been here, I've been following him. And then we we did, the last time we did this piece, mm-hmm. which was more more stuff, mm-hmm. but um, it was, it's called Organic Nation Listening Club. Mm-hmm. So what happened, it, we had like um, dancers and poets and then little scenes mm-hmm. And, and then the musicians telling telling stories. I think um, Glenn Moore was in that one uh-huh. and everything. But then Norman came in at the end, which mm-hmm. was kind of nice because it was set up in, in a garage style. Uh-huh. The, the set was a garage. So he knocked on the door <laughs> and said, oh, I hear you guys are jamming. Can I come in? <laughs> so I said the next time uh-huh. he would be, we yeah. would do it like that. Now yeah, we have... Yeah. Um, cut it down to it's no poets and nothing it's just the band really and stuff like that and um but he's a part of that so well that um, that that, that's a bunch of interesting personalities oh yeah it's it's going to be some (laughs) great storytelling and great music and 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 i have the maps the maps ready for everybody so i'm excited about it you think norman's going to wear one of his outfits Oh, yes. Got uh, to. I, I hope got, so. I to, hope yeah. so that he's styling. He's going to set up the, the limit for everybody to come in style because I'm, I'm going to come in style and everybody usually do. And then, you know, Thera, he's a um, storyteller. So, And uh, Carlton, you know, he knows the whole scene yes. here. And then yeah. Uh, yeah. with Eric Lewis, it's kind of interesting because he's from Compton. Yeah, I know. And so we, when we talked, I said, oh, this is great because we're from the same. I'm from Watts, yeah. um, hung out in Compton. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a great, we don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> you know. But, um, but we call in it, um, the second part, is, it is the Organic Nation Listening Club. Uh-huh. But the theme now on this one is called we hear too fast. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, um, many things. Is, um, when people talk to each other, mm-hmm. they tend to not listen. Um, they listen, but then they're trying to figure out how they're going to respond to be intelligently. Yeah. Um, so you not really listen. Sometimes you don't have to respond. Yeah. Also, being in the music world, you probably know this, you play a piece, somebody say, oh, play this music. Uh-huh. And you go and listen, they talk all the way through it so you can't <laughs> hear the music. And then all of a sudden when they shut up, they say, oh, check this other thing out. So, you know, so, you know. So, I mean, but I think it's basically it's about listening and communicating uh-huh. with people and uh-huh. stuff like that. So I think that's important. Will there be some music going on during the storytelling? Um, yes, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting yeah, how yeah, to yeah. integrate yeah. all the storytelling and the storytelling. I don't, I don't really want to give too much away. You, you always like that. 
Yeah. You always like that. Yeah. I've, I, we've, we've talked before about when you have a gig coming up, and you go like, I can't tell you about that. Because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to feel like, okay, you're going to come for this. <laughs> and then you don't get that. I think it was that, was and, that and monk, wasn't that that monk show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that monk show. Yeah. I'm kind of like, well, yeah. what? I, no, 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 I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the art of um, what Arnett said: the art of improvising. You don't mm -hmm. know, but you get these brilliant people together, uh, artists, and let them do their thing, and then the magic will happen. Yeah. But I, I can't really tell you that the concept is there. Yeah. The map it will be there. Yeah. But then the experience is up to the person and stuff like that. So it's hard to. Will go. you know what story they're going to tell? I, I don't know right now. We <laughs> haven't even. I haven't even got there because I I'm. Mean, is it is I'm, is it important that you know in advance what they're going to say? No, they're going to say what they're going to say anyway okay. because yeah, of yeah. the personalities is yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but I would give guidelines because I'm directing. I just, I basically, um, I'm the um, kind of the person who's going to thread it all together. Uh -huh. So I would set them up to do what they're going to do yeah. and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, right now I'm just kind of um, working on the new record, mm -hmm. um, which is going to come out in May, and it's called Sound Palette. Mm -hmm. And it's based on my paintings that I've been doing, mm -hmm. which I just finished a book that's um, a music book that hopefully I can um, perform with some musicians, which is called We Hear Too Fast. Uh -huh. It's is a that, great book. Is it your paintings and sheet music or what? Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh, but the, um, the music is in the paintings uh -huh. <laughs> because my concept is that I work with musicians who can read and musicians that can't read, yeah. but they bad. So they can use, if you can't read, you can use the paintings to create. And mm -hmm. then you, so it's a, it's a concept. Mm. And so I just finished the um, book of it, uh -huh. the prototype of that. So I'm, I'm hoping to perform that next year. Is that, is your new album part of that? No, the oh, new okay. album is oh. just kind of electronic groove. Uh -huh. um, myself, just um, these um, grooves of sound and palette, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and it comes from um, visualizing art. I don't, I don't know how to say it, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. and it's about ten pieces, but uh -huh. it's more electronic world, organic notes kind of thing, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. So, um, is, it, is it all you? Play, is you playing all electronics or you? Yeah, it's all me. Uh, I, I haven't had the chance. Usually, I I go out and get people on it, but I don't have the time to do that yeah. at this time yeah. to catch yeah. the people. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> but I'm I'm cool with that right now yeah. because um, it's a sound palette. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, hopefully, DJs or people would take uh -huh. these grooves yeah. and and use them and mix them uh -huh. and stuff like that. So uh -huh. it's it's now, and then. Um, and then I go to L.A. this um, weekend, and I play um, at the old world stage. Now it's the new world stage <laughs> where Billy Higgins and um, Kamal Daoud started, but uh -huh. they started a new thing, so I get to play with my new cats. I mean, my cats that I played in L.A., that's on Saturday, uh -huh. um, you know, um, on the 23rd. And then I, the next day I do um, improvising electronic piano improvising with about 10 poets wow. um, in, in Los Angeles on, in Little Tokyo. So uh -huh. that, and then I come back here and then uh, work on that. So who, who are your cats in LA? Oh, shoot. Um, Roberto Miranda, uh -huh. Don Littleton, uh -huh. um, drummer um, John L. Price, which is a vibe player, African uh -huh. drummer, uh -huh. um, funky bass player, kind of really funky Ali Elder Jr. I've been playing with him about 40 years. How long? Uh, about 40 years. 40? Yeah. Wow. You know, um, um, it's a lot of cats in L.A., but on this gig, it's just going to be four of us on a quartet, so it's mainly vibes. Mm -hmm. um, John is going to play vibes and African drumming. Mm -hmm. 
um, Don Littleton is going to play drums and percussion like Cahoon, and he mm -hmm. has these little toys, and yeah. then a funky bass player, uh -huh. and then myself. So it's going to be a fun, fun little groove thing. So sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. you've recorded with those guys, right? Yeah, yeah, on yeah. different sessions yeah. and different things and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Those L.A. cats usually, if I um, hit the road and I can bring them, I uh, usually use some of those cats right there because uh -huh. we can. We don't even have to go. In. We're not going to even rehearse. We can just come in and do some things like that, yeah. like that, yeah. you know, because yeah. we've been playing for so long, you know, yeah. and yeah. that's chemistry. Somebody asked me, how do you improvise and how do you do this? I say, it's chemistry uh -huh. where you can look at something, somebody and everybody is like, oh, yeah, this is grooving. Yeah. You know, so um, that's how I, I kind of work. And I have cats here. So I think, um, yeah, you know, especially Carlton, he's he's been like a pillar with me. Absolutely. And um, yeah. so um, that's a great radio show, too. Yeah, yeah, the message yeah. and everything. So, you know, I, I just keep continue to run, and then I go to Europe mm -hmm. um, in late June. I go to Scandinavia and London, and um, hopefully Italy. So, and then come back. So, <laughs> so that's why I said you don't stop. <laughs> you just don't stop. I just keep running, you know, and you know, and want to keep working. But my goal is to. Really, um, I did a couple of documentary films, and I mm -hmm. really want to do film work and and work with more dancers and theater. But um, I just have to keep running. I mean, so you did a score for a documentary, or you you were involved in making the film itself? No, no, I did this uh, score for uh -huh. poets. Uh -huh. For um, yeah, uh, it was called Ing, and it was about Inglewood in Los Angeles uh -huh. and the gentrification. Of Inglewood, oh yeah, and um, yeah. and all the poets, and so the, I mean, for some reason, I work with a lot of poets. You know, they give uh -huh. me the call and yeah. stuff like that, which I don't mind that because yeah. I grew up with that. I wish we had more of that here. Uh huh. You know, because it's traditional. It's traditional for 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 there to be jazz and poetry. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. The, it's the perfect marriage. Mm -hmm. I you mean, know? that's what when I first, um, a matter of fact, um, I come from Locke High School, uh -huh. and they was known for their music program yeah. because from Gompers Junior High School, it's incredible because Gompers was a block away from Lock, but you had two band directors, um, Donald Dustin and Frank Harris, that taught at the junior high school, and then you just came to the high school. Yeah. And so you had people like Patrice Russian come through and huh. Dugu. Um, uh -huh. Chancellor, yeah. um, you know, Gerald Albright, um, Gary Bias, you had yeah. all these cats yeah. that came through that. And then the marching band was like the ultimate. Oh, yeah. And then the jazz yeah. band yeah. was the ultimate. Right. So right. that's what I come from. And but I remember in the 11th grade getting into the music, my band director told me get the band together because we're gonna you got this poetry thing yeah now yeah. before then I was in junior high school uh -huh. I was in this drama group that I wasn't uh -huh. playing music and <laughs> we did poetry with music yeah skits yeah. and everything yeah, yeah. so yeah. it was all one uh -huh. so throughout my running in my life I always work with the poets. I have worked with the greatest poets, um, even from here, you know. But I work with the Watts Prophets, uh -huh. um, Kamal Daoud. Uh, did you ever work with Amiri Baraka? No, no. I almost uh -huh. had a chance, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I, I met him, yeah. but I almost had a chance, but he passed away. And I know some people who work with yeah. him. I had a poet girlfriend who was asked no. to read on the same show with him. One yeah, time. yeah, he yeah. was. Um, I, I was. I almost got there. Yeah. But I didn't get there. But then I. I mean, I worked with. I mean, ten of the great poets just in um, last year, uh -huh. doing that Inglewood thing. Now I'm going to L.A. to work with a whole group of poets. Um, Ever work with Ishmael Reed? Ishmael Reed? No, oh, I'm not, okay. not familiar. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, 
I mean, but yeah, I just have worked with a lot yeah, of, yeah. I just worked with a um, guy in LA called Bus, Bus Something. Bus. Okay, so what's the trick? What, what is the trick? What, what's the most important thing about playing, about the collaboration between the poet and the musician? Well, the best thing in theater or film and poetry or mm -hmm. spoken word yeah. is that the words get out. Not the music is going to be dominant. Uh -huh. So what you want when people come out of, of the experience, mm -hmm. they want to say, I love that poet. He has a lot to say. And then the second thought is say, oh, the music is, was good too. <laughs> but then it wasn't dominant. You don't yeah. want to dominate the words. You just want to kind of, like if you look, look at film, and I watch a lot of film just to do that, uh -huh. to study film, is that it's very subtle. Yeah. You know, so you, you feel that, you feel the tension, but the words are still there. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Even drummers? Huh? <laughs> just well, kidding. Just kidding. No, if you got a whole <laughs> band doing it, then you have to break, make them be aware. Yeah. But it was bus stop. This guy, he was uh -huh. like a bad poet, yeah. an avant-garde, and he oh, was like one of the most beautiful experiences uh -huh. of playing with this guy because he got it, but he was an instrument. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's different styles. So I just keep yeah. being open, man. That's yeah. all I do, yeah. man, yeah. is um, keep grooving. Yeah keep it open so yeah. did, did your dad teach you f music formally I mean did he teach you to read N no I mean he, I mean he did write music down and I, I have uh -huh. to read it and, yeah. and stuff like that but no my dad if you went to one of his rehearsals um, it was no music you had to use your ear huh. and he would play the stuff and then you have to learn it. I just had the um, ability to look at what he did on piano and and it, and play it. That's how I learned, yeah. by watching him play it. Yeah. In my first few gigs, he would be at the piano playing Yeah. and then get up and play the trumpet, and I had to come up. So I would just look and then scoot over and bam, like that. So uh -huh. that's how I learned uh -huh. for years. Uh -huh. um, his rehearsals. I mean, it's one thing with Jim Pepper. I remember being at a rehearsal, and I had the ability to know the music. Yeah. And Jim Pepper came up one time. He said, could you write that down <laughs> for me? Because I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, it was one, this, dip, this tune that we was playing. Yeah. And, and I knew the tune, so. And I could write, at that particular time, I could write. You know, yeah. but my first gig after I asked my foot in Sweden within a month um, that my dad said, I got you. So all I can do is go to the piano. And that's where I really learned the huh. piano. Huh. But it wasn't by notes. But then he took me on a gig in Gothenburg uh, or Uteborg. And um, that's the west part of um, Sweden. And we went into this club, and I, I know I didn't play great, but all the tunes that he taught me up until that point. But the funny, the funniest story is he had this um, instrument, and I can't explain this instrument. It had a reed, yeah. and it was like in these tubes, and it came <laughs> down, and he was just on the side of the stage. Uh -huh playing this instrument and it's like more droney kind of yeah. thing and I was so nervous because I was in this place they were smoking and how old were you 16 okay <laughs> and um and they were smoking and yeah. and you know had my first elephant beer <laughs> you know and at that time and and um and then I went ran ran to him said when is when are we gonna start playing when the gig gonna start? <laughs> he said it's already started. <laughs> it already started. So, okay. But I know that night. I mean, I, I played. I don't know who the. I know it was Okai Tamis. Uh -huh. He uh, from Turkey. He was on the drums, 
and he had like this, these Af- kind of like Turkish drum set mm-hmm. or something like that. So I know he was on the gig. I don't know the bass player or the sax player. I don't remember that. But um, that was my first gig when I was 16. And from now, then, you said when you axed your foot. Now, I, I, there, there are always these little mentions of you having an accident in, in your bios and stuff. But wh- mm-hmm. what happened? Well, I went to Sweden in 74, and it's, 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 it's documented that uh-huh. um, I'm a city guy. I'm from Watts. Yeah. So yeah. when you look at it, um, basically, it was this guy. We was chopping wood for the um, winter. Uh-huh. I wasn't going to be there for the winter. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe I was. Yeah. But it was in the southern part of Sweden. And we were gathering up rocks for this stupa or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. But this guy came from the city from Stockholm that my dad knew. And he hadn't been in the country in so long. And he's he seen all this wood. Let me chop it. Yeah. So, of course, I went out to chop some wood. Yes. But I didn't know the technique. So you got to spread your legs to chop the wood. Uh-huh. But I'm watching him, and he's all excited. And I, yeah. I put my feet together, and I missed Axe my top of my foot. And that's what started me playing music. You weren't playing music before that? I was just dibbling, but it wasn't my thing. I was was playing basketball. I was into basketball. I was a basketball star. What position? Um, Guard, um, shooting guard, and Uh and small forward. What was your best shot? Um, Anywhere. Anywhere. (laughs) You know, I was very elusive. I was averaging about 23 points a game. Wow, could you dunk? No, no. In okay. my day, yeah. um, dunking, I could have dunked, yeah. but I got intimidated about jumping because um, uh, I played a game, uh-huh. and this guy stole the ball, and he went in and he jumped up to yeah. dunk, yeah. and my buddy... It was the opposing team that was yeah. about to dunk, and my yeah. buddy yeah. was chasing him and went under him, and he oh, flipped. Geez. And yeah. so I seen all of that stuff. Yes. I said, I'm not going to jump back. <laughs> I'm going to develop a nice outside <laughs> jumper. <laughs> or just like a simple layup. I'm going <laughs> a little short jump shot, and I can work with that and play some defense. You know, hey, hey I'm cool with it, you know. So was your dad around a lot when you were a kid? Um... In the beginning, yeah. yes, um, when we was in New York. But yeah. Um, yeah. he was a on-the-road cat, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, his whole thing was being on the road. I mean, to, to me today, he's still on the road, you know. So, yeah. I mean, I hear his name all the time. Right. I hear his music. Right. And it's like he's still out there, just like Arnett. Just like you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, but I understand what he had to do uh-huh. to do the music and stuff and yeah. and and I coming up that was the struggle when I got finally to college and stuff like that yeah. um, that's when he was kind of really known to other people and uh-huh. stuff like that yeah. but yeah. in the early in the 60s and stuff like that what uh-huh. they was doing you know it was, um, you had to be really a connoisseur. Yeah. You know. So your mom did a lot of the raising, huh? No, my mom's, um, oh. my mom's was doing her own thing, so too, huh. so, you know, so I came from this strange family, you know. Yeah. But we had a, a support system, so that's good. You know. Apparently. Yeah. She yeah. apparently have turned out okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. But all those cats are gone now. My mom yeah. just passed away. Wow. Um, last year, um, I mean, you look at Billy Higgins, he's gone. Yeah. Ed, I mean, all that support, Charlie Hayden, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Arnett, you know, all that, everybody is, is gone, you know. So what what do you do? The mentorship and all that, you, yeah. Know, yeah. you know, great mentors. Keep on keeping on, I guess. Yeah, you would just keep running. Yeah. You know, I'm going to keep running with my boots on and be creative. I just did a class at um, P- PSU just um, on Monday about uh-huh. creative thinking. Yeah. And that was kind of challenging because I said a cat from Watts is talking about 
creative thinking to a master class, right? Uh-huh. And, but I think in this world, you know, whatever we do, it, it is a creative process. Well, sure. You know, and we have to keep that going, you know. But with the music, brings that nucleus for people to think that way uh-huh. to do what they do. So it's inspiration. Yeah. So what, what you do yeah. is give them the music and stuff, and right. then it, it inspires people to go ahead and do right. some other stuff because it's positive. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so. What do they want to know from you, that class? My process. Really? Mm-hmm. My process, my composing process. Uh-huh. Which is what? See, I mean, I can, you know, you get, I can get intellectual and everything, but I mean, bring it on, you know. But but then when I really think about it, I look at that James Brown movie and he said, if it sounds good and feels good, then it's musical. (laughs) I understand. You know, I I asked, I I interviewed James Brown one time. Yeah. I said, well, Mr. Brown, what, what is it? Yeah. What is it? Mm -hmm. He just looked at me and go. Kick off on the one and let the boogie do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm right, right there. So, but, but my process is a lot of different processes, but yeah. it deals with, with chemistry, with the mm-hmm. right people. Um, but it's, I take an idea and I run with it. Mm-hmm. And, then I, and then I let it go. And then I go to the next thing. But then I, I like... Um, Life, so I kind of like seeing people in the flow of with people and really seeing what life is. So uh-huh. it's 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 a heavy thing because it's good things happening out there and it's like negative things. But but I like to um, to really bring in the common man uh-huh. into my music so my music is basically for the common man yeah it's not for the intellectuals to say uh-huh. oh he's doing this and he's doing that yeah i want to yeah. inspire that person that may be sweeping up a room and got some earphones on and say oh this is grooving yeah i, I understand that completely so, yeah uh, so. because you know it's it's um take somebody like me right mm-hmm. i'm a consumer mm-hmm. i can't read music Mm-hmm. I used to play the trumpet when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, and, and actually, th- I've, that's what I've been reflected in my work. Mm-hmm. I don't do, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that smart. I'm, I'm pretty dumb. And, mm-hmm. and uh, um, uh, I, I'm, not an, I, I'm not an intellectual in, in any way, mm-hmm. but I know how to touch somebody and turn them onto something mm-hmm. and make them feel something. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's all I need. Mm-hmm. That's really all I need because I know I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna go any other, any other place, you know. Well, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, I think um, I started off as a listener. Yeah. And once you're a listener, which that's you are, right. you can give to somebody yep. to be a better listener, and that's what yeah. we do. You right. know, right. It's, that's right. the most important thing right. is to be a listener. Yeah. You know. But you know, in, in in my other writing and TV stuff, you know, but you know, what I know, I know what I can do. I know I can make people feel something mm-hmm. in my work. I can make them laugh. Mm-hmm. I can make them cry. Mm-hmm. I can get them pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can make them feel romantic. Mm-hmm. I, I can do those things. Mm-hmm. But as far as explaining it or being intellectual about it, forget about it. It ain't gonna happen. Why? <laughs> because it has nothing to do with that, right. you know. Right. When you look at it, it's like no. You know, you know what's a mis- always been a mystery to me, mm-hmm. and I've never really understood it. How people, how 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 words and music come out of our fingers. Mm. If I'm here at the keyboard, mm-hmm. I'm writing something. Mm-hmm. How's that coming? How's that happen? Mm-hmm. How's that get from 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 my heart to my brain to my fingers and and out here? Mm-hmm. And it's the same, and it's mm-hmm. the same with music. Do you know how? I don't know how. <laughs> if it sounds good <laughs> and it feels good, then it's musical. And let the boogie do the rest. And yeah, and you know, it comes down to the spirit. Yeah, and if it's spiritual, sure. you know, there you have it. You know, yes. it's, it's something you can't force on. You can't. It's just something magical about 
creativity and how it comes out. Yep. And and you know, I don't know how to express it anytime anything yeah. with that because yeah, yeah. it gets it, it gets too deep because you can talk to anybody and then yeah. what their experience is something different. It's almost talking religion sometimes. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. you know, they oh, I feel this. Uh-huh. So some people is not open. Some people are open to this. Yeah. Some people all they do is listen to hip hop. Right. And every day. That's what I listen to. Yep. You know, and I don't know sometimes how you do that yeah. because I like jazz sometimes. Even I go back only because and and just the instrumentals yeah. because it lets me my mind yeah. create images that makes me be inspired. Right. But with words sometimes it puts me into somebody else's world yep. that I don't need at that time. Mm-hmm. It changes me up. So that's why I go more I love instrumentals but when I get into poetry or whatever Mm -hmm. then I have to look at those imageries images excuse me and then figure out what texture and what is this I'm going to put in but what you do is what you do and you do it well you know every time I I deal with you (laughs) you know you know if I have a chance you know so you know we good. We good. <laughs> we good. But you know, I mean, uh, uh, you, you know it. If it's if if if, if I write something that it makes me laugh, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. That's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. That is good enough for me. You know. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're probably the same way with 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 a piece of music. If it moves you, if you if you if if you really, if you dig it and stuff, and well, okay. Well, you have to be careful too, because being a, a student or. Um, studier of the music when you go out and hear some music you don't want to get into that being a critic yeah and so how do you enjoy it if you're in your in your head right so it goes back to if it's going to feel good if it does this feel good yeah i don't want to get into going out and seeing a piece of art and and or something and getting to critiquing i'm happy that these people are doing their things and it's art right so I'm, I have learned not to get into that that thing of, oh, I have to study this stuff. No, what happened when I was way young? Oh, this is grooving. Yeah, let yeah. me that move and right. stuff like that. Right. And so that's what you was talking about. Yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, oh, this is funny. Mm-hmm. This is like, yeah. If I write something make, and it makes yeah. my it makes me laugh, I'm, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. You know? And and but I don't want to go out and 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 critique artists or, no. or stuff well, like that. I'm not that person. My first TV job. Mm-hmm. was on a TV show called The Critics Place. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and, and I, I was the jazz and pop music critic, and Cal Lampley, who had produced Miles Davis years mm-hmm. ago, was the, the um, classical music critic, mm-hmm. and because they thought all hippies and black people knew about music. That's why they hired us. Mm. <laughs> okay? That's a and good I, had hair, I had hair down to my ass, and mm-hmm. of course Cal was black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they, at the beginning, they, start, they sent me out to to like review bands that played at hol- at the Holiday Inn, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like six guys wearing you know uh, maroon velour suits singing "Brandy, You're a Fine Girl." You know, mm-hmm. well, I'm not with not, you know. Mm-hmm. So like any young guy, I started get, I started writing. The easiest thing in the world to do is write a bad review. That's mm-hmm. the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you're young and you, you try to you try to make your mark, right? And so I did that for a month or two, and then I went. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like total bullshit. So the whole, the, the rest of the time, the years I spent on that show, what I would do is go, if you like this, you'll like this. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. That uh, makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And I, you know, at Oregon Music News, we never write bad reviews, ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. There's no, there's no, what's, what's the point? To show off? Yeah. It's stupid, you know? Um, it's always something positive in what, artists are doing yeah you know and you want to bring that out i i yeah. would think yeah instead of um right you know kind of um unless it's really really crap then it won't even make it right 
<laughs> I mean, if it's some, if it's some kind, if it's some genre of music that I don't like, I give it to a writer. Who yeah, likes, yeah. Who likes that But stuff, if it's crap know? to you, if it's crap, then it's, you it's crap, you wouldn't crap. even write about I, no, it. No, I, 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 that's what happens. Why do I have to write about something that's no, bad? Let no. it just go. You know. Yeah, yeah. The only time I wrote something bad was I had had this long simmering um, hatred for an Ace of Base tune. <laughs> <laughs> that I was forced to play when I was a wedding DJ for when, when, the, when the career went in the toilet for a while, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 I, it simmered for years, for years. You funny, that's and funny. I finally got I finally got it all out in one story. It was hilarious. One of the funniest things I've ever written. So <laughs> you're funny, man. Um, so um, how do you think having all these great musicians around you at a young age? How did that affect you? I mean, yeah, Ornette, you had Monk was in your house. You had all these great, you know, great musicians in your house. Well, you know, uh, like my mom said, by osmosis, I didn't know. So mm-hmm. I just was absorbing. Like, um, for me, for years, before I went and really studied, and it took a long time, mm-hmm. um, the avant-garde was normal for me. I had to go back and really study. Yeah. And then you start studying like um, post-bop yeah. and bop, and yeah. you go back to the swing days and then the, and stuff like that. Um, but I heard, I mean, still today, the avant-garde is so normal to me. It's yeah. like, you yeah. know, I listen to yeah. people cr- being creative in that way is uh-huh. normal. Uh-huh. And so, um, well, you didn't know any different, right? Yeah, yeah. That's was, what I'm saying. That's what it, was, I, it was in your world. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, and I've seen them, um, you know, I remember, but I was such a young guy yeah. seeing these cats create and stuff like that. I was around where um, Don did the thing with um, Coltrane. Yeah, um, you were around? Avengar. Yeah, we was in New York, wow. I, you know, but I was a baby. Yeah. Then, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. my mom's, you know, she can tell you. Um, you mean the avant-garde album? The album yeah, avant-garde? yeah, I was, yeah. I was there. Yeah. Um, um, you know, so it's, I mean, I don't know. Um, it just was a normal thing. And then a lot right. of those cats became my mentors. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so um, I got a lot of information, but the most of the information was not about them telling me or sh- or trying to explain it. Yeah. Watching them do it. Yeah. And so when you when you look at musicians and everybody, um, when you see them doing it, that's the best way of teaching. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and like how Charlie they, Hayden was like that. How they approach it. Yeah. Charlie mm-hmm. Hayden, he was teaching at Cal Arts, and I was there. Mm-hmm and stuff and I was studying there but yeah. I mean he was I don't think he was a great teacher teacher uh-huh. I mean he was a teacher yeah. but how he taught was playing uh-huh. you know so uh-huh. a lot uh-huh. of people yeah. you know yeah. if you go in out there and see him um, it's like Mel Brown you know he's a teacher yeah but when you go and see him play that's the, then you see it, yeah. you know, yeah, um, yeah. Ronaldo, most of all those cats are teachers, um, yeah. Stan Bach and them, uh-huh. but when you see them, um, Carlton, but when you see them playing it, yeah, that's where you learn, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. and young students should know that, you know, yeah. that's why the music advanced because it was a period that people hung out. They didn't have cell phones. They they said, "Oh, so by something, yeah. the word got out. Let's yeah. go over here." Yeah. And then you hear the people, and right. then the music, yeah. and there was bands. Yeah. But then you hear the music advance. Yeah. Um, today we can. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Um, those cats. Yeah. Was out there playing, and then yeah. these other cats came, and right. then you like, right. oh man, yeah, yeah, this is hip. So, yeah. that's where I got it from. So mm-hmm. is um. It's always seeing it. Was there a time when you realized um, how beloved your dad was to, 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 to music lovers? Well, I get it all the time, ever since I was I mean, that, I know, but was there a time when you first realized it? Or was um, it just something that was... Well, 
I mean, when I was like a, a young guy, uh-huh. let's say about four or five. Yeah. And um, and um, I got like an album uh-huh. that my dad sent from the avant-garde. Yeah. And I ran up the street to play it at my friend's house with their parents and stuff. Uh-huh. And, and they said, <laughs> this ain't no... <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and then I realized I said, "Mate, my dad got something special because they don't, they they didn't understand that." Now me, I, it was like a groove. Yeah. It was the avant garde. Yeah. It was Coltrane, yeah. something like that, yeah. like this. But they they didn't understand it uh, because uh, it was we don't understand. I remember. I can't say that today. Yeah. But I remember where the music was new. Yeah. And you probably can say that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where it was um we knew when it was new music. Yeah. All of a sudden like this go check this out. Yeah. I mean, you can go all the way through the um especially the 60s and the uh-huh. 70s. Uh-huh. Um that was like really new music. Yeah. Especially the 70s. Right. You know, when you get into like the funk and the um yeah. Yeah. Um, R&B, like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right. As soon as you heard Earth, Wind, and Fire, this is all. Right. All. So, so I, I and knew then, and then from the art, then. Then the, so art answer, ensemble, the Art Ensemble Chicago yeah, yeah. came along. Yeah, so, but I knew yeah. from that point of, um, you know, but, you know, once I went to college or white school, then I knew, yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically when I went to Cal Arts, yeah. That's when I kind of knew that, yeah. I mean, but my dad was in that, Yeah. that was like in the 80s. Yeah. So yeah. the struggle, uh-huh. you know, the struggle was, um, it was still there, but, you know, to answer that question, it, you know, I never, I just, it was just a part of our lives. Yeah. So I and never, you didn't rebel when you were a teenager? No, no, I just did my thing, there you, go. you know, because yeah, yeah. in our family, it was like you did, they, they inspired you to do what you're going to do uh-huh. and stuff like that. I wasn't forced to play music. I was asked. I had the chances. My mm-hmm. sister Jans, you know, yeah. she started playing violin when she was about eight. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, she's on that um, Revativity Suite playing violin with um, Leroy Jenkins and uh-huh. everything. Yeah. But yeah. her name is not on the album only because she wasn't in the union so oh, uh, and, and that kind of stuff. But those sessions, I remember those tapes of those sessions yeah. coming back before the album was brilliant yeah. with uh, Frank Lowe. Yes. And, um, I've got the vinyl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, those, those tapes of those sessions, I yeah. mean, was yeah. very beautiful. Yeah. And then the relativity sweep because um, Don he dealt with um, being at Darkman and hanging out mm-hmm. um, with um, this cat that was doing physics. <laughs> so they was like, you know, yeah, yeah um, dealing yeah. with each other in that way. And yeah, I just yeah. met his son, and I've been working with his son, Paul really? Harris, uh-huh. and he's a writer at LMU. And uh-huh. so, but um, it's kind of interesting to understand that we got together after. Yeah, you know, that. Yeah, but um, yeah. that's where the relativity suite comes. That huh. Don was hanging, doing that thing there, and and hanging out with a physics cat. So <laughs> the music, um, when you is, is inspired by a lot of different things. It's just not hanging out with musicians. It's hanging out with people in right. life, you right. know. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, Sunrise. He can talk about it. You know, uh, you can go through all the musicians. Did you they, say Sun Ra? Yeah, I'm saying Sun Ra. You know what Sun Ra said one time? Uh-huh. It ain't necessarily so that it ain't necessarily so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these <laughs> these cats are heavy. I mean, I think it's one quote, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, if you don't dance, then you need to be shot or something. <laughs> and I'm saying, yeah, because nobody wants to dance in this thing. It's all one, so get up and dance, you know. But um, so... To answer the question, um, 
I hear about, you know, my dad all the time yeah. and has always been there. Um, but I respect him as what he taught me as being a father and son that uh-huh. nobody can take away from me. And, yeah. and, and I, don't even, yeah. Yeah. I don't even have to discuss some of that stuff right. because it was for me. It's just like when I hung out with Arnett. Um, and he, I mean, I had three opportunities to hang out with Arnett. Um, you know, this was later on. Don was gone uh-huh. and stuff. But because uh, every time I hung out with Arnett was with Don. Yeah. So, yeah. but when I went to his place and stuff, I had three opportunities by myself with him. And we spent about three hours or so. And basically, we would talk for a little bit. And then mm-hmm. he said, come and play. Yeah. And so we played. Right. And and most people would tape that stuff. Yeah. I didn't tape that stuff. It was for me. Yeah. And yeah. and the piano with Arnett playing, you know, and then, you know, and there's one tune that my dad taught me that was an Arnett tune. And he didn't remember that. Oh. That was on the last session. Huh. So I said, you remember this tune? And he was like, okay, and I played it. And he didn't. And then after I played it a few times and just did the round and stuff, and he started catching. And then he played it differently, <laughs> right? Oh, okay, I remember these. <laughs> but I mean, but you know, these relationships with um, people sometimes it's, it's just for you. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. not for everybody. Right. It's not, right. you know, it's for your growth and stuff. And yeah. the artists, yeah. they get, they give you some stuff. You don't have to give it up. You don't have to talk about it or uh-huh. give it away. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. my dad gave me a lot of information. My yeah. moms gave me a lot of information. Arnett, yeah. Yeah. Billy Higgins, um, Ed Blackwell, I hung out with him, yeah. you know, um, yeah. Charlie Hayden. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Horace Tapscott, you uh-huh. know, is, I can go through a whole list, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, of yeah, people yeah. who just, yeah. Feral Saunders, yeah, you know, so, so. Well, let's see. Your show is in June. In June, yeah, man. I'll, and the I'll album is when? The album will come out online because I just do online. Yeah. It's called Sound Palette, and it will uh-huh. come out probably. Um, when I get back from uh, probably in May, the middle of May. Okay, all right. Uh-huh, so. Well, we'll have we'll have your, your your URL up on the on the page here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would uh, I will send you that yeah, once it yeah. comes, and I'm I'm good. I, I give thanks to this beautiful day in Portland and yeah. and and hanging out with you yeah. in the coffee shop. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. It was a fun experience, uh-huh. man. You know, we keep doing what we do. We do.